Hiya, folks, and welcome to our dysfunctional family. I'm Mrs. Mouse. And I'm Trader Sammy. And we're here today to talk about another one of our very favorite things. But before we begin, I want to give a special shout out. This is our first Listen, ever... Listener request. Yes, our first ever listener request episode. So our last episode was if we could plan our entire Walt Disney World trip with no budget, if we could just do anything we wanted. And this one's the opposite. Yeah, this one here is budget related. So planning Disney on a budget, yes. which is our real life. Like this is how we actually plan I mean, trips. it's how everybody plans their trips, obviously. But they, uh, thank you, JJ, for uh, putting a request out to us. And If anybody else has requests, obviously we uh, complete them. So <laughs> Yeah, if anyone's got a request, go ahead and send us an email or get a hold of us on Instagram or on Facebook. We'll get back to you right away. Yep, and then we'll get your episode in the works. All right, so today we are going to talk about one of our favorite things, planning a trip to Disney World more realistically but than the last time. on the budget. On the budget. All right. Maybe not my favorite way to do it, but it's usually... The, real, it's the, the only way it actually I know, happens. I know, I know. I just like the idea of going there on uh, no budget, but... It's a great idea. It won't happen. <laughs> but it doesn't actually happen. Okay. So before we begin, there's a few things to just remember when you're planning out your trip. So the very first thing that I'm going to tell you, especially if you're planning on a budget, plan it early. Yes. That's a big thing is make sure you plan ahead of time. Early. You are not going to want to wait until the last minute because you're... you're I mean, we can still, if you are like, hey, I just want out to get this time off and I only have this much amount of money, we can still help you come up with like a decent trip. But like for airlines and stuff like that, like we have control on what you can spend at Disney. But like the one thing you really don't have control over is like flights and like gas prices if you are going to drive and waiting until the last minute makes that kind of impossible to work that into your budget. Yeah, I understand, you know, things happen. People get vacations, you know. They might just stand on a whim. Just hey, hey, let's go down to Disney. That's fine. You can do that. But to get the full enjoyment and get get your money's worth. Remember, we're on a budget here and experience. The because most, just because you know, we say budget doesn't mean we give up. Like we would never tell you, oh, you don't have to do this because you're on a budget. It's like you know, you still want to get the most out of your trip. You still want to enjoy your trip. Just plan early. Yeah. Uh, next thing to remember is seasons. Make sure you're planning around. I'm talking seasons like Christmas. Summer vacation and also the time, festivals. So the There's times when more people have time off, like if you're working around a school schedule, whatever, you know, it's more crowded there. But since it's more crowded, since the demand is higher, tickets and hotels are actually more expensive. They're pricier. So yeah, if you they can, go up then. So if you can, I mean, I know I work for a school. This is like awful advice, but take your kids out of school. Go enjoy it when it's a down season. And I mean... A lot of people that don't work in the school setting, like you have take time off whenever, you know, your boss will probably be happier about it if it's times when other people don't usually take off. I mean, from Christmas to basically New Year's, it's just busy. It reaches capacity. Yeah. Same thing for summer vacation. You know, everyone's out for school, you know. And, and it's a peak season. It's a peak season. Yep. So but tickets got- get a little more expensive. All right. The next one is... Be on the lookout for deals because Disney lets out deals all the time. Yeah. Free Especially dining. during those lower peak, like those non-peak seasons yes. because they want to fill their hotels. They want to fill their rooms. They want get people to come there even when it's not peak season. So there's going to be free dining. There's going to be in, I mean, free dining is like a crazy good deal. I mean, to yeah. go there and eat for free. The number one thing. So your trip's going to be expensive. Don't get me wrong. But the number one thing that you're spending money on when you're there is food. And if you can get your food for free. I mean, that can be a game changer. Yeah, a lot of people like to do the uh, the dining plan anyways, and they play it, pay for it before they go. Mm-hmm. 
But having it free, totally free, yep. is amazing. I think that uh, the free dining actually ends February 10th. And right now, you got to book this by is, February 10th. This yeah. is January 30th. So, I mean, we're coming up on it quick. Yep. Yep. So, I mean... And when we say free dining, so, like, some people are like, what's free? What's actually free? So, with Disney, like, people that don't plan trips to Disney as often. So, if you're booking a trip to Disney and you book, like, you're and you're staying on property, you can get what we, they call the dining plan. And there's three different tiers of the dining plan. There's, like, a quick service dining plan, which is, like, meals that you'd get, like, at a counter. What you would think of as theme park food is yes. usually what's at quick service. There's some, there's some quick service that is different stuff like well, especially at epcot they have some different ones but yeah. for the most part think of it as theme park food but then if you get the tier two then you get one quick service and one table service per day per person and then if you get tier three which i mean that one's kind of crazy I've, we've never even gotten that one that's three meals a day you can get any three meals a day that you yeah. want and each of those comes with two snacks per person per day so if you add that up i mean if you're saying i mean it's a theme park so if you're saying like twenty dollars for a quick service and then I mean, usually like over fifty dollars for a table service. That per day, that's a hundred dollars a person that you'd be spending. Yeah. And granted, when you pay, when you get the dining plan, it's usually about the same price, but you get to pay for it before. But if you can get free dining, that's saving you like almost a hundred dollars per person per day. Yeah, but the free dining, okay, is is based on what hotel you're staying at, correct? Right. So if you're staying so, at like a value hotel, you're going to yeah. get the lower. Yeah. You're going to get the counter then, service dining and then the, as you go up and to your deluxes you get the better and better and better now if you're someone who does a lot of table service meals but you're staying at a value resort you can upgrade to the second tier of a dining plan yes. but you just pay the difference so it'll pay for what it would be if you got the quick service but then you're gonna pay that little bit of a difference between what the quick service and the table service would be we'll but all do, right we we'll got we'll like we'll have to do a whole show just on dining plans but we got really into that much. but next but thing, just number so you four know. is what number four th- the fourth tip the fourth tip is if you're worried about planning it and if you're on a budget, the best possible thing you can do is contact a travel agent. Yeah, travel agent. I mean, we're going to give you our, our information that we know. A travel agent probably knows more and they'll be able to help you out and get you set up. The difference is they can actually book it for you. Yeah. I can book it for you if you're sitting right next to me and I'm in your account. A travel agent can get it all ready for you through their account, you know. Yeah, so, they could change it. If you're on the way there and something comes up, they could change it for you when you're on the airplane going down. And the cool thing they about Disney, anything. and I can vouch for this because my sister is actually a Disney travel agent, but um, the, the cool thing about Disney is, so if my trip is going to be $2,000, like if I wanted to go in on the website and book a trip and it was $2,000... So I'm going to talk about it like Natalie Henderson. She's our um, preferred travel agent, Magical yeah, Vacations by Ma- Natalie yep, Henderson, yep. Main Street Magic, LLC. Shout out. Yep. <laughs> Natalie rocks. She'll hook you up. But so let's say I'm, so I went on the website and I wanted to book my trip and it was $2,000. If Natalie goes on the website and wants to book that same trip, it doesn't become $2,200 because I have to pay her. It's no. $2,000 and Disney directly, she directly gets some of that profit. So she's technically working for Disney and my trip is the exact same price as it would be if i booked it or if she booked it but she is doing all the work so yeah you're not paying her disney's paying her so yes. don't get freaked out about all oh, travel agents they're expensive disney pays them pays them if you're gonna do a different kind of trip then you might have to pay your travel agent but if you're going to disney you do not have to pay so reach out to magical vacations by natalie henderson um and one thing that we didn't say talking about budgeting talking about planning a disney trip so if you're going to book your Disney trip, just because how we have this set up, there's not really time to talk about it. If you're going to book your Disney trip, 
be ready to book ahead of time. Book as early as you can just so you have time to pay it off. When you are sitting down to book it, you have to pay $200. That's the booking fee. And that's going to come off your final. So if, you're, if your trip is $2,000, you're paying $200 right from the start. And then you're going to owe $1,800 left. And you can pay that $1,800 off for the, like all the way up till a month before your trip. You can pay it in 20 payments. You can pay $100 a week, like whatever you need to do. However far in advance you do it, then you guys, you and your family can budget and know we're going to pay $200 a week or we're going to pay $1,000 a week. Basically with that, you can just make a little payment plan. Yep. You know, budget yourself. Budget we're on yourself. a budget here. Budget yourself. Yep. Because sometimes it can get tricky. I don't know if we ever, when we're booking a trip, say our trip is, I mean, our next trip coming up, it was about $1,700 that we were looking at. Yeah. We got a pretty good deal. And free dining. Heck yeah. yeah. But so $1,700, I didn't have $1,700 sitting there ready to pay for this vacation. No, we paid $200 deposit and then we're oh. making payments as it goes on. Yep. Perfect and then, way to do it. Yep. And depending how, like the further in advance, then the lower your payments can be or the quicker you can get it paid off so that you can save up money to do stuff while you're there. All right. Let's just jump into this. You know, let's go. All right. So we started last time and we kind of went through like from leaving our house to getting to Disney. What's this trip going to look like? And we did the exact same thing this time. It's just a budget trip instead of yeah, a same format as the last episode, episode 12, which was the, you know, the, uh, the bucket dream, and the dream bucket vacation. trip, the best trips, the one I want to go on, but. We're on a budget, so let's go now. All right. So, starting from leaving your house, on a budget, how do you get to the airport? All right. Depending on where I'm flying, I'm probably going to take public transportation or I'm going to drive. If I'm, if I'm living in Chicago, I'll probably take a taxi just so I don't have to pay for parking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or I'll take the, the train or, you know, whatever transportation you have that's public, obviously. More than likely, from where we are, we're going to drive. Or, or get a ride from somebody. Or get a ride. That's like the best case scenario. If you have a family member, fam- somebody yeah. who's someone who's not busy, who can drop you off and pick you up. Obviously, you that's ideal because you don't have to park your car there. But yes. if you are, if you aren't able to get a ride, usually at every airport they have an economy parking, or you can find parking like close to the airport. Yeah. But if you want to park in the parking garage in, at Chicago, it's like sixty bucks a night. Like it yeah, gets crazy. I, yeah, I, know, I know every time we we go there, we park in even the econ parking. Econ parking is hundred dollars by the time we're done. Yeah, the trip. it's fifteen dollars a day in economy. But don't get fooled when you get to the airport because a lot of airports they want you to pay that extra parking. So if you don't watch for the signs, you're going to end up in the most expensive parking lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But if Keep you an eye on where you're going, so kind of do your research on your airport before you go and find out do they have economy parking? If they don't, is there a parking lot that's like two blocks away where you can park yeah. there for $10 yeah. a night instead of paying $60 yeah. a night. So basically... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. I was just going to say, it just adds up. Like, you think 60 doesn't sound so bad, but then when you remember you're going to be there for a week... Oh, yeah, that adds <laughs> up, yeah. And what always happens to us is even if we're in economy parking, we always go on these short trips and we'll leave, like, right after work on Friday and come home on Monday or something. But you get there at 10 p.m. on Friday night, you're still paying for economy parking that day. You're yeah, oh, still yeah. paying those $15. Yeah, so, so basically... Economy parking, if you want to park close to the airport. If not, there's always some parking around the area. But then also, if you can get dropped off, that's great. And get picked up, obviously. Yeah, we have that opportunity with our parents a lot, but we both have retired parents. But not everybody has that luxury. And sometimes you have so many people in your family that you only fit in your minivan or, you know what I mean? So you don't always have that luxury. But But if, if you do, it can save you some money. But also, if you're in a big city and you can do public transportation, do it. It's cheaper than paying for parking. All right, now the next thing, airlines. All right, so getting a flight. Check 
for flights multiple times and do not be afraid to book it if you find a good deal because they change every single day. And if you wait and you're getting closer and closer to the date, they're going to go up. And all those cheap tickets are going to be gone. Yep. So have some money set aside for your flights and look all the time. Usually for Florida from here. And really to Orlando from a lot of places, you can get a pretty, I mean, you can get flights for a round trip under like 400 a person usually. Like, you know, under 200 one way. Sometimes you can get them like dirt cheap though. So don't just book it because it's $150 a person. Sometimes they're way cheaper than that. But I'm saying if you don't even see anything below $200 per person, like one way, then don't worry about it. I mean, just wait. But then as it gets closer, like I'm saying, have that money set aside. Be ready to book. Flights are not something like Disney where you only have to pay $200 and you can pay the rest and you get there. You have to be able to buy your flights when you're booking them. You have to be able to pay for everything. So you got to have that money set aside and be ready for it. So let's talk about airlines. Southwest always has good deals. And then Spirit and Frontier always have a decent deal going on. But Southwest, you can, if you plan early... Southwest, Southwest that is the trick. Deals. If you plan your trip early, Southwest always has cheap flights. If you, yeah. well, from here, that is not true for everywhere. Like where going I, out of Chicago, this is no going from, from Chicago to to Orlando. Orlando, but from other places too, it does. Um, but you have to book it early. If you try to book a Southwest flight like a month before you go, unless it's they added a flight, expensive. unless they added a flight, then all of their ones are going to be gone. One of the things about Southwest that I really like, it's a safe one to book with. Because you can always switch if you find a cheaper flight or if your flight gets cheaper, you can always switch it and they just give you, it's really easy to get credit with them. So then you can just use it on your next flight or they'll keep it on your plan. So never be afraid to book with Southwest. Some other tips for flight. My sister, who's a travel person, always says that flights are cheaper if you book on a Tuesday. So a lot of us like are planning our trips on the weekend or whatever, but set that time aside on weeknights to look for flights. If you're planning a trip, you know that it's far in advance. Look yeah. at flights every day of the week. Just keep looking. Tuesday is usually the day when they release their good deals, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to find them on a different day either. Yeah, always keep your eye open and just keep looking and looking and looking. And if you see something, do it. If you're dead set on going on this trip, book it, get it paid for. Get it out of the way so you can start paying for the payments on that Disney trip. Now, my biggest piece of advice when you're looking at flights, don't forget to price your bags. Yeah, if that's, you, that's, uh, that's something everybody forgets. <laughs> if you are booking a trip with Southwest, you have two bags per person that you can check or carry on or whatever. Carry ons are free with Southwest. So when you're booking that price, say your, tr- your, your flight is $140 round trip per person. That's it. It's one hundred and forty dollars yeah, yeah. round trip per person. If you're booking with Spirit, or, be ready frontier, to pay one, yeah. for everything. But granted, I might everything. get a flight. I'm talking a pop. Yeah, if you want a pop? I think I'm pretty sure Spirit was. If you want a pop, you need to pay for it. Yep. But my thing is like people are like, oh, I just won't check a bag. Okay, well on Spirit, you still pay thirty dollars for your carry on. Yep. yep. You get a personal item, which can be like a purse or like a backpack. Yeah, I think it was like thirty. 30 or 25 bucks. I can't remember exactly. Maybe 25. If you're going with a whole family and you all have to pay for your bags and you have to pay and granted, you might find really cheap flights. If you do that, be smart about it. Pack one giant bag for your whole family and then everybody can bring a book bag to carry their little stuff. Like don't over like do not forget to price in your bags. That is like the biggest thing I could tell you. So many people are like, I found these really cheap flights. And then by the time they add in all their bags, they're like, oh, the flight was over what I would have just paid if I just got my Southwest. Yeah, I mean, we I did Spirit the last time I flew down to Orlando, and it was pretty good. But yeah, I had to, to add in the bags. And 
Well, in the it same still was cheaper than going Southwest because I booked like a week before I was well, going. Well, but in so. the same breath, I was already there and I had our big giant bag. Yeah, it worked and out And you worked just had good. to bring your little tiny. But like if we would have had to go together, it might not have been cheaper for yeah, us to it, take it. It worked out know? good for us. Yeah. But then also. Another tip. Forget the airlines. Mm-hmm. If you're able, if you got the vacation time and instead of getting there a little early, maybe you're willing to do a road trip and spend a day a day and a half, two days, however long it takes you to get there. I mean, if you're coming from California to Florida, maybe which not. you probably should just go to Disneyland. <laughs> but if you're driving that far, maybe an airplane is probably a better deal. But if you're driving from like Illinois or Michigan or somewhere up here around the Midwest, driving to Florida really ain't too bad. I mean, you can get there in two days easy, and it'll save you a ton of money. Especially if, saves if you, you a lot. Especially money. if you have a smaller economy car, you know, you could. Or if you have a big family, oh, like, well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. so there's so much cheaper. Yeah. But I know a lot of people sometimes are on a tight schedule or you, you don't want to lose days. So I get it. But if you can't find cheap flights, don't be afraid to look into a road trip for real. Yeah. And I, another thing that a lot of people don't think of, like, say you're like, well, my car's really bad on grass or blah, blah, blah. Look into re- rental cars because sometimes it can be cheaper to rent your car for the week and drive it to and, and from. Yeah, it could be. And that way you save some money on, you know, flights and because you're only paying for the one car. But, you know, check with check and make sure they don't have mileage caps or whatever, because if you're driving it all the way cross country, you're going to put a lot of miles on it. But I, we have done that in the past. Like my family has rented a car to take a road trip because we knew that it had a better gas mileage or more seats or whatever to be more comfortable. So we drove a Toyota Prius. Mm-hmm. All the way from from here in Illinois down to Orlando, and we drove what day and a half? We drove we drove straight down, straight but then through, we stopped yeah, on the way back. Yeah, but total gas prices was less than two hundred twenty dollars for there and back. Is that what it was? Yep, we I paid think, less yeah, than two hundred twenty dollars. Crazy cheap, like dirt cheap. That we, yeah. one of us couldn't have flown there for that, and it was both yeah. of us that got there. Yeah, we but had, we did drive through some crappy weather though too. So we did, and that was I mean it was just rain and it, wasn't it was worth greatest. it. On number three, all right. So now, you got there, whether you flew, whether you drove, however. Well, I guess this is only if you flew. Because if you drove, you'd already be at the resort. <laughs> yeah, yep. Okay. So we get to the airport. Unless you want to get dropped off at the airport. You could do whatever. That'd be weird. <laughs> okay. So you got there. You're at, let's say you're at the airport. How do you get from the airport to Disney? I'm going to walk. It's the cheapest way to go. And it's really not too far. <laughs> I'm going to walk. I might run a little bit because I've been on an airplane cooped up. Um, no, I'm definitely going to do the Magical Express. That's probably my main way to get to Disney is the Magical Express. Um, and Okay, the Magical Express, you can only do it if you're staying on property. So when we start talking about yes, hotels, yeah. you have to be staying at a Disney hotel. Um, if not that, I'm going to be taking an Uber or, or a Lyft or a taxi. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably Uber because that's what we have. That's what I have on my phone. But So a Magical Express does not cost any money. If you are staying on Disney property, you can get the Magical Express for free. You do have to set it up before your trip, so you have to make sure that it's scheduled to pick you yeah, up. Yes, so you can't just go there and get on it. You yeah. have to schedule it. Um, but it's like it's I said, hard. it's no extra cost. If you have to get an Uber or a Lyft, um, Uber does have XL, so if you're there with family and there's more than five people, um, you can get an Uber XL. You can rent a car. Don't ever forget that option. Yes. So if you know your family, especially if you're staying off property, I might even suggest renting a car because Uber does start to add up, especially if you have more than five people. Yep. Because If you have less than five people, then four of you can fit in one regular Uber car. So it's not too bad. If you have a bunch of bags, though, that might be... On the way to the airport, you might need to get an Uber XL, but like, yeah. but like just getting back and forth from the park and stuff, if you're staying off property and there's only four of you, then it might be okay to do the uber but it's going to be more expensive if you have a family of five or more than to just rent a car and park every day 
So don't forget to look at that. Um, don't forget to like put in the cost of parking if you are like planning on staying off property or if you have a car because you're going to have to park every single day that you go to the park and it's 20 bucks a day. So, yeah. All right. So where are we staying? This is probably the biggest decision that you have to make for your trip. Probably the biggest one that's going to like change your price range. Um, and I think based like our advice that we're going to give today, it really changes things once you have three or more kids. So if you're going as a group of four, our uh, advice might be a little bit different than if you're going to have three or more kids and you have a group of five. I'm just going to base this off on off of what I would do for us to go. But well, how I about, know. How about, you, how about you take the way of the, having a family? Okay, that's fine. I'm going to say for us to go down there, just us two, mm-hmm. I'm going to go value and I'm going to stay at the All-Stars, whether it's movies, sports, or music. Even pop. Even Century po- is well, pretty cheap, too. I'm talk- but I'm talking value here. I'm trying to get the bank. It's my usually buck. like two more dollars. It, it sometimes can be. Sometimes, yeah, it sometimes be it's a lot. More. But. I'm going to say look into movies, sports, and music. That's um, pretty decent deals there. And then they're usually around if, around a hundred dollars a night. Sometimes yeah. they get up to one twenty, yep. but I mean, really, for a hotel, that's not bad. I mean, I've never seen it as low as ninety nine dollars. That's what this says on the internet does, but I've never seen it that low. I've always on, seen like hundred nine. I've seen hundred nine a lot. A hundred nine a lot. Yeah, I've seen ninety nine. Like if we're looking at complete non, like not yeah. weekends and stuff, like, but not usually when we go. But then if if for some reason maybe we're traveling to uh, another theme park, maybe I'll do the, uh, the rent a house like a VRBO. Mm-hmm. Or another hotel, even like another yeah. good neighboring hotel. But more than likely for us, for our situation, I'd probably stay on property, try to get that cheap deal with the movies or sports. One thing I want to say is, if you're more into like how fancy your hotel is, like if you're like if you're on a budget, but you really are kind of like not, I don't want to be like mean about it, but like a hotel snob. Like if you usually stay at like nicer hotels, those Disney Springs hotels, like the Hilton and things like that, that are in. Disney Springs, but they're not technically Disney resorts. The four Seasons. Yeah, there's there is a four. Like, <laughs> I, I know, I know. But the prices of those are usually more like a value, but they're like deluxe hotels. Oh, those, those can be, but those can be pretty pricey though too. Man. They can be, but sometimes yeah. you can get a good deal. I'm just saying that's a good one to look at if you're on a budget, but you really like those nicer hotels. Yeah. But either way, I'd rather stay at the All Star or whatever. They, they um, have more than just the Four Seasons. They've got they've got there's a, a whole bunch Embassy of Embassy Suites. They got yeah. all kinds of them. So. But those hotels, a lot of them that you get the really, really good deals, just those standard rooms are the ones where you can get this really good deal. So like that, those all-stars. Um, oh, for the cheap $99, the yeah. low, as low as, yeah. Um, but that doesn't work. Those rooms are two beds, two queen beds, okay? Yeah. They will bring in like a crib if it's like two and a baby, like they'll roll yeah, in they'll bring a, crib in. a yeah, cot no or whatever. No but the one that you can get if you have a family so if you say you have three or more kids no babies you know they're all like they all need space yeah. you can't the, disney won't let you like i mean i know some of us could like squeeze three kids in a bed but like they're you're gonna have to say how many people you have because of your ticket so yes. they're not gonna let you book yeah. it but um the all-star music does have some family suites yeah, and they're a pretty decent yeah. price yeah. and the other one that's bigger that has pretty decent prices are the cabins at the fort wilderness yeah, that's They're not two bad. bedrooms. They sleep. Those ones actually sleep eight people. Yeah. The family suites at um, All Star Music. If you were sleep going six. with like another family, you could mm-hmm. split, split the price on it. It'd be a pretty good deal, actually. Yep. Or if you're, like I said, if you are going with like your family, but it's bigger or whatever, then um, the, those ones are pretty good. The cheapest rooms to stay in with a family that are on Disney property are definitely the All Star Music. Yeah, I mean, they have Art the family Ani- suites. And the All Star Music, the Art of Animation has family suites, but they get a little pricey. They, they do get pricey. They're, you know why? 
they're high in demand. Yeah. People like everybody wants to stay there. It's super well themed. But okay, so back to the all star music. They have those suites, and so does the cabins. The difference is the cabins at Fort Wilderness, you can go to the pool at the wilderness, but everything is super far away. Yes. If you're staying at All Star Music and you're staying in the family suites, it's just like you're staying in a regular room. You're right by the pool. You're right. I mean, you might, you're, there's buildings, well, so you might not be right next to the pool. depending on where, it, but, you're, where it's exactly located, but the, it's, but not, you have it's a, not a crazy huge resort. No. Yeah. So you're able to still, like, go to the pool, go to the, like, go to the cafeteria, like, and it's all close. Yeah. If you're going to stay at those, um, at the cabins, be ready for some distance. You're going to be far away from stuff. Yeah. Um, I think, like, when people are talking about that you can save money staying off property, that really starts to be, like, very much a thing when you have those families of five or more. Like, there are some rooms that are those opportunities, but it does start to become... You can get a house, like, you can get a VRBO or a house, or you can get hotels that are two hotel rooms... For the same price as a Disney hotel room, it does start to get a lot cheaper for people when their families are bigger. So that's yes. something to keep in mind. So when you're like talking about it, or if you have multiple families, that's yeah, that's true. But I mean, that's they're all paying for themselves, so that's a little bit different. But well, I'm saying that's a way to do it, though. Yeah, like a lot of people don't really they don't know till they look, but like it, you really can like go and stay on property on a budget. Like that is one thing I think is pretty cool about Walt Disney world. They really do make it. So everybody has the opportunity to have the same kind of experience. But, um, it's when you get those, like when you can't stay in those standard rooms that you start to be, you know, that you start to be to the point where you might save some money if you looked elsewhere. So I just wanted to make sure you guys realize that like, if you are a family of four or less, you really can usually spend about the same amount of money because, if you're not staying on property, you have to factor in that parking fee every single day. You have to factor in, like, if you're, you know, if you're there's not driving there, there's an Uber every single day there and back. Like, it really adds up and you feel like it doesn't because you saved so much on the hotel room. But, it, I mean, it really does. So, you really make sure there are times when you can save. Don't get me wrong. And people have timeshares. And that's, like, of course, that's, like, you're get going for free, whatever. But you, it really does get to the point where you're really not saving much and you could have a better experience if you were just staying on property. So what kind of room would you stay in? A standard room would definitely be the cheapest. But like I said, look into the suites if you need more space. Okay. Before we move on from the resort, one thing that I, that a lot of people don't even realize is at Disney, that's a really fun, like opportunity and can save you a lot of money that you can be $50 a night. If you're into it, look at the campsites at the Fort Wilderness. Yeah. I mean, if you were doing a road trip, heck, you could even rent. An RV, and, and it might be yeah, cheaper right, for you. It might be cheaper for yeah. you to do that. But if you can, if you have a family member who has an RV, whatever, it's always an option, and it's really fun. It's it's not like you're staying in like a different location. Like they have like uh, Chip and Dale are there, like at the campsites every night. They have like campfires and movies, and it's a really fun experience. It's something that it is on a budget, but it's super Disney. Anyway, don't forget about that. That's always an option too. All right. All right. Next, the other big money item park tickets how many days should you go to the park on a budget we're gonna assume that you want to do every park when we're talking about this there are there's always the option though like that you don't there are four parks there and two water parks you don't have to go to every single park every single trip to disney if you're really on a budget maybe you can think about like only going to one of the parks or a few of the parks or you know what whatever you figure out whatever is best for your families some parks might not be as important for your family to go to i'd say well, in our situation, I think that I would probably just do one park per day. I mean, and if you can't do that, I guess you can get split the days up and do a park hopper. But I think for what we like to do, 
I would try to do one park per day, no park hopper, and just hang out there the whole time. If for some reason we were on a budget and we couldn't do every park, I guess it'd be half days. I mean, that's probably the only thing I think of. Yeah. If you can only go to parks yeah. a couple of days. I wouldn't do water parks. I'd probably stick with the theme parks for sure. I mean, that's, if, that's, that's my opinion. Fa- unless yeah. your family really yeah. does, like, if your family really likes water parks, then look into them because they are a little bit cheaper, the tickets. And, and then also, don't don't forget this, too. If you're only, I mean, if you've been there before and you don't like Epcot and you really don't like Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom, don't be afraid to do a resort day. Oh, don't, I mean, I would recommend everybody does a resort day. You're paying for the resort anyway. And if you never get a chance to experience it and nobody likes, I mean, let's be real. We can go back to the resort and chill for a little bit, but nobody really enjoys a resort when you're like doing it in between the parks. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's exhausted. They just want to take a nap. Yeah. It's just kind of hard to to pinpoint what we would exactly say to do because some people might think of a long trip as five, six days. They might be there for just four days and they might be there for 10 days. Right, it obviously but depends. I, I think for us, I would just plan a trip. If we're on this budget, I would plan this trip for one park per day. Yes. I I mean, just advice-wise, you're going to enjoy yourself more, especially with kids, if you don't have to park hop, because park hopping takes a long time at Disney World. Yeah, but if you, if that's what you have to do to get all the parks in, then then you got to do it, obviously. Right. But, I, but make sure it's also, tough. Tough. make sure that you're planning for, like, which parks make more sense to park hop. Like it's really easy to park hop from Hollywood studios to Epcot because of the boat. Yeah. And so if you're going to do like, say you only have three park days, don't, don't park hop magic kingdom because that's going to take you all day. No matter what animal kingdom, you could park hop that day. You could share that with something, yeah, but, that but it takes park, a really long time to get to animal kingdom. I mean, if you can animal hold kingdom off is so far away, yeah. Animal kingdom just takes forever to get to no matter where you yeah. are. Cause it's so big and it's yeah. so, so either way, that would be my suggestion. Um, and if you're, and if you're talking about like the getting rid of one park, like if you have little kids, I would say maybe hold off on Epcot. Like there is some fun stuff for them, but it's, it is definitely more entertaining for adults. It's got some bigger thrill rides. If you don't have a lot of littles, then maybe you don't need to spend as much time at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, if you're going to like do a half a half day mm-hmm. with little kids, yeah, I would do a half day at Epcot, yeah. but i do it at night. Yes, definitely I if you're only going to Epcot. Dinner, yes, if you're only going cool. to Epcot for half a day, go at night. Because if you go like for Rope Drop at Epcot, the World Showcase, the part with all the countries that's like the cool part that we always it's talk about, it's not even open. It doesn't even open till 11. So just yeah, keep that in that. mind. I would do that at night and then do another park in the morning, preferably Hollywood Studios. I mean, it's just, it just tough to say. Cause I, Ideally, you'd plan your trip so that you could go to each park for one day. Yeah. I think that kind of does it for park tickets. The biggest thing is going to depend on how trip. long your trip yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, if you're only going for four days. I don't even know that I'd recommend doing a park every single day. Like, you still oh, might want to take can't. a break. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You, you have to take a break somewhere. Yeah. You might think you can. Like, you, like we can say it when we're sitting at home behind our computer. Like, I'm going to go to parks all day long, every single day that yeah. I'm there. You can't. Everyone's going to be grouchy. Everyone's yeah. going to be tired. Like, just be realistic about it. Think of what you do on a regular day. When you get up at 7 a.m. and go to work and your kids are going to school and then you get home at 3, everybody is, like, done. And that's not walking around all day. Like, you got to give yourself time for a break. Well, another thing, too, is if you've been there before. If you've never been there before, okay, I probably would suggest no park hopping. Right. I would go to each park. And enjoy it for and what it is. It. Yeah, enjoy Don't it. feel stressed out that you have to be out exactly. of there by 11 a.m. Exactly. You're, and then you're going to be upset. Maybe, oh, we shouldn't have left. Yeah. I would say if your first trip to Walt Disney World, I would say do each park or do 
the parks you can do the whole park that day. Do not park. Like hopping. almost don't even if you only have three park days and you've never been, just pick one that you're not going to go to so that you don't have to like hate it that you like exactly. missed out on it. Exactly. Especially if you have little kids. If you're if you're planning a trip with older ones, it gets a little all of this gets a little bit easier. If you have little kids, I mean, I really wouldn't recommend park hopping no matter what. All right. So, let's talk about dining. Okay. So dining can easily be the most expensive piece of your trip. Oh, easily. Once you get there. So you're going to pay everything else before you get there and you're like, hey, we saved up so much money, blah, blah, blah. We got this gift card where you have $200, blah, blah. That $200 is gone one day if you're, if you're oh, paying easy. for dining when you're there, especially if you're there with a family. Number one, my recommendation for this, don't be afraid to share meals. Everybody doesn't need a whole meal. Every single time. Especially at Disney. You get so much food at Disney. You it's get not, like, so much at, food. At breakfast, you don't even need all that food. I mean, one Mickey waffle is fine. Yeah. Well, for us, it is. I get, but I, for us, we could share the we do share the breakfast every a time lot. we're there. Yeah, we always and, share breakfast. Well, we're not big. We don't eat a ton for breakfast like at home, but we always eat something. Like, you just have to have something in your system. But, but we could easily have half of a Mickey waffle and some eggs and some sausage or bacon and and we're in coffee and we're good to go as long as i got coffee i'm good and we split that and even for lunch and dinner especially split pretty much that's everything. a big one for kids like don't feel like you know this kid can't decide and this kid needs this and this one likes chicken nuggets like get an order of chicken nuggets for the table and share get one yeah. hot dog cut it up and share you don't need like if you've got four kids they don't all need a meal every single time yeah, like, like maybe the- at dinner everybody or actually i'd more pr- recommend lunch like at lunch when it's really hot and you need to cool down and chill, maybe everybody eat their biggest meal and you're inside for a longer time and you're relaxing. But like breakfast in like another time of day, it's okay to share. Like at Casey's Corner at Magic Kingdom. Those they, hot dogs they, are gigantic. Well, yeah, that and they give you a lot of, if, if you get the uh, corn dog nuggets, mm-hmm. you get quite a few of those. You could share those amongst, amongst you know, the family and a little bit and the thing is, up a little The bit. thing is too, I always say it's better to have not enough food and then at the next stop you get something else if they're still hungry. Yep. It sucks to pay $20 for a meal and they throw half of it away. Exactly. It's it's awful. So don't do it. Just let them share. You can share with them. If your kids are fighting and they won't order the like they both want to order something different, then you suck it up and you share with them, you know? Well, like You know what I think really just takes takes the whole pain for food out of the out of the equation. What? The dining plan. The dining I plan think I if, think is so smart if you're on a budget because yes. you get pay it off plan. before you're there. Yeah, get the dining plan. I mean, you don't have to get the highest tiered one. Get the, the quick service one. You're going to eat a ton of good food. And You're going to um, have one decent service. It, it's the way to go. One thing that a lot of people feel like if they get the dining plan, is if they get, like, say, the quick service dining plan, is that they're limited on what they can eat. But if you have one table service restaurant that you really want to go to, you can still go there well, and I, eat there. You just have to pay for it. But if all you're paying for is that one dinner and then all the rest of your food is free the whole time. Why not do it? Yeah. When you book your tickets, you're going to end up booking the dining plan, and that's going to be included in your payments. As and you when pay. you're looking at it, you're like, "Why would I get that? That's so expensive." But guess what? If you, if you're everybody that, eats a if meal, not more. if you guys are eaters, like if everybody does want a meal every time, like we said to share, and you can still share if you're on the dining plan. Just one person orders a meal, and it comes off one. Because when you, so if you get the dining plan, so say Trader Sammy and I got the dining plan, it's not going to say. Missy Mouse has 10 uh, quick service. She's there for five days. You get two quick service meals a day. It's not going to say Missy Mouse has 10 and Trader Sammy has 10. It's your whole party. So we have 20 meals. Yeah. And it's so not we, like if you don't use them the first day, you lose them. They they go out through the whole trip. It's how many nights you have. So, one, so if you have five nights at your hotel, it's not like you get 
six days worth of food because it's not like you get on the day you check in and the day you check out. It's how many nights you stay. So one, don't forget about it. Don't forget that you have the food, obviously. Yeah. And then another thing is do not waste a snack credit on a pop. Or a water. Or a water. Buy a water. Buy a water. Buy a pop. Save that for a pretzel or for a Stuff that's like real food. A popcorn or a Mickey bar. Something cool. Something even something you could share. Yep. Those pretzels, we share a pretzel every time. Every time. Yeah. Then we come home and we don't have a giant credit card payment and we don't and we're not it's already broke paid off because we it's paid on. for yeah. it before we got yeah. there. I mean, that's, that's the worst feeling. I mean, we've done it before. We've done trips with no dining plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're on vacation. You buy the stuff you see and like you're you're having a great time. Then once you get home and you see your credit card bill, you're like, holy cow. Or even if you don't use credit cards, like when you get back and you see like that you spent the whole two thousand dollars that you brought yeah, that gone. you budgeted, like it's like it feels a lot better to you're know in the that airport you... trying to sp- to get some money to pay for a pop or a water, and yep. you're like where the heck did it all go? Yep. Yeah, and it's it's a Disney. Yep. The best way to get around that is the dining plan to budget before. And if you like chose not to get the bu- dining plan or whatever, do the same thing. Get get a two hundred dollar gift card for the first day. A two, like get get gift cards for the days that like, and that's what you use for food. Or yeah, get that's fine get too. a gift card for like a thousand. Same like, idea. Yeah. yeah, it's just budgeting for the food before because food is so expensive there. And if you pay for it before, it doesn't feel so bad. But if you pay for it, like if you're paying for it when you're there, like you're gonna leave with paying so. Much much more than you really budgeted for and don't be afraid to since we're on a budget here i mean i don't know how tight our budget is going to be here on this trip but obviously everyone's is different yeah everyone's different don't be afraid to go online and look at the menus they have they have a they have a price there and they have you know the details on each menu so you might be able to find some restaurants that you and the kids like without settling for something that maybe two or three kids don't like and you're paying for something they don't like and they're throwing it away do your homework on it. Right. Look at the the restaurants and make a plan. And you don't have to plan out every single meal of every single no, day. No, I'm not. I'm but, st- we still want to be free on your vacation. And just, yeah. And, well, another thing, too, is, okay, is if you go ahead and you don't get the quick service dining and you get the table service dining plan, mm-hmm. please book reservations. Cause oh, my gosh. Because you're going to end up shooting yourself in the foot. So how about talking about this? So we're talking about doing a budget, but we want everybody to still get, like, that awesome Disney experience. So... What are some like extras or tours or or like character dining experiences that we feel like are worth the money that kids will enjoy them, the family will enjoy them, but they're not going to break the bank? All right, I'll go first because I think we have the same suggestion. I, I always have to do something like a tour or a character dining just because it's part of Disney. It's what, we don't usually do. do character meet and greets because we don't usually want to no, like, waste do, a fast pass for them. Dining. Yeah. So if we, what, like our character experiences are usually, unless it's like a really short line that we randomly like walk by, um, we our character experiences are usually at dinner. Yeah. and Or lunch, whatever, at, at a dining experience. Yeah, and dining experience. And I'm going to say you should head on over to Epcot if you have time to get there. Head on, head on over to Epcot and go to the Garden Grill. It is so, so worth it. It's a ton carriage, of food. Yes, not dining. crazy expensive. It's um, if you're on the Disney dining plan, it's one table service credit. A lot of the bigger um, like character dining experiences are two. There's there are those signature ones, and this one's yeah, only one, yeah. so it's a good credit. If even if you don't have and dining it's a plan, ride. yeah, it is technically Sorry, a ride. Sorry, interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> it's moving. We've talked about this before in the show. Really it's a it's a cool experience. It's, really it's at Epcot. Um, 
It doesn't break the bank. And like it's got it's got good food that the kids will like, too. It reminds me kind of of like a Thanksgiving kind of dinner. But there's also mac and cheese and french fries. Yeah, and- we, I think in one of our last episodes, we went into detail. Yeah, we about did. The food. But anyways, it has uh, decent prices, like Missy said. And then also there's, you meet several characters. So yeah, Garden Grill is a really good experience. You get to meet characters without wasting like you, you meet Mickey, you meet Pluto, you meet Chippendale. Chippendale. And that's yep, that's it. That's it, yeah. You meet him like three times too, so Yeah, they come around quite a few times, but um it's a good experience. Everybody's probably gonna have a good time. And the best part of that place is say there was one person in your party who really didn't like the food or didn't have anything they like, you go downstairs and it's a cafeteria like right there and you can get some of the snack or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, there's a lot of other opportunities. If you really want more details about what your family would enjoy, talk to us. We can give you some better, you know, that's the one that I think if you're really looking to get a bang for your buck and not spend a ton of money, that's a good experience. Yes, you're right. And I think uh, it's a great, great place. Kids like it. I like it. It's Mm -hmm. awesome. But okay. So last thing, we have a couple more tips um, about doing Disney on a budget that just kind of help you, especially when you have kids around. All right. I'll go first with my tip. I think... uh, Buying your merchandise before you go, I'm talking like shirts and hats and all that stuff, is killer. Yes. Buy it before you go. I mean, you can buy really, really neat t-shirts online. You know, like the Lost Bros. Shout out, Lost Bros. They got some really cool t-shirts. Box Lunch has some cool ones. Check out their website. Box Lunch actually has like Disney stuff that would be yeah, sold in the parks. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, Disney stuff sold in the parks. But uh, Lost Bros, they got like... Their they own, design their own stuff, own and it's pretty cool. Stuff. It's pretty cool. I'm actually wearing a shirt right now. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> but um, Oh, and my shirt's from Box Lunch. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> but, uh, Target has some really good Disney stuff, so does yeah, Kohl's. Yeah. And but, it can be a little bit cheaper but, than those other two. But Yeah, but like Lost Bros and Box Lunch, I mean, you could find some really neat stuff at a decent price and have it before you even get there. So once you arrive there, you're good to go. You don't yep. have to worry about, oh, I got to go buy a shirt and... Be ready for the next day. No, yep. you're good to go. You buy two or three shirts, you're good for the whole trip. A lot of families want to like plan out their outfits before they go. Sometimes that makes it easier because you're not buying shirts when they're there because you already know what you're going to wear every day. So you can just be like, no, oh, no, we already got our shirts. But, okay, I know like if I was listening to this and I was somebody like with kids who I never, you know, who I, I know kids and I, I know that when they see stuff, they want to buy it. Yeah, so every, everything. So thinking of like, it's like a trap. Like you're there and you're like, yeah, good idea. I'll get my merchandise before and my kid will have a major meltdown because I they don't get to buy anything. One of the things that I've seen people have really good success with is giving every kid a gift card. And you could either do a gift card per day that had like $15 per day, but how many, depending on how many kids you have, that could add up really fast. So I've known people to just give their kids, and it's a really good money management strategy to teach kids too. Yeah, give that's them, a good idea. Give them either a, a gift card or just a certain amount of money the first day of your trip. And you tell them, you can buy whatever you want, but when your gift card runs out, you're done. And that way you can't, you can't fight with it. Like when your gift card's out of money, your gift card's out of money. If you chose, if one kid, say they all had a $50 gift card. Choose okay? your souvenir wisely. So say they all had a $50 gift card. So if one kid chooses to get 10 snacks with it and one kid chooses to get one shirt, it's kind of like, well, they learned that that's kind of how it goes, yep. you know? But then in the same breath, like that one kid who got eight, or got 10 snacks was probably using it for multiple days. And the kid who got the shirt spent one thing and it was gone. So it just depends, but I I have seen that work really well before. The big thing is, once again, that way you've budgeted for it. You've budgeted for merchandise. Like, there's nothing worse than coming home from a trip with a massive credit card statement. Like, you have to budget before. Yeah, budget and, before. In the same breath, get some gift cards to use at the park. 
So plan that out ahead of time. Ask if you planned your trip and far enough in advance, ask for gift cards for Christmas. I know like our, my parents were adults and they're still like, they still get us stuff for Christmas. It's like, don't get us anything. Just get us Disney gift cards or, yep. or kids birthdays or heck your birthday. If someone still gets you birthday presents, there'll be things that you didn't budget for. And it's so much less stressful and you're less worried about money if you get to do that and you have that stuff budgeted for and that way you're enjoying yourself because food really adds up. I can't I can't like stress enough how much the dining plan helps budgeters in this episode for budgeters. So I'm going to say even if it's more money up front, like get yourself ready so that when you get there, you're not going to be spending $1,000 a day because you can. You easily could be spending $1,000 a day there if you didn't budget for anything ahead of time. Oh, easily. It's like if you're buying food and every time you pass merchandise, like you buy some stupid crap that you don't really, you know, it's like if you're not budgeting for that, if you don't have money set aside for this and it kind of helps us too. So if we take, we have our like, um, our Disney credit card. So we have like rewards points from it and we'll take that. And if we say like, we like to get like fun drinks sometimes when we're on vacation, but we'll get, use that credit card and we'll say, okay, so we have $300 on here for our whole trip. And once, and this is just for drinks. And once it's gone, then we know like, all right, we've had our fair share of like stupidly priced drinks. Like we don't need it anymore. We might just get, if we do want a drink with something, we might get a cheap one because we know that we ran out of money on our card or whatever, but $300 in drinks. <laughs> okay. Maybe that was Holy a little cow. over budget, that was Way over budget. More. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, you you budget for stuff like that. You have like one gift card that's for merchandise. You have one gift card that because then you budget well, for each just, thing. I think let's just sum it up like this. All right, you get the gift cards to buy your fun stuff. Yeah, that's what we do. We do that anyways. Yes, we, we always do the gift cards that we get for Christmas and for our birthdays and the ones we actually get them for ourselves. Yep, and we have them in our pocket and ready to go. So when we're, when we're at a merchandise merchandise store, we use that. Yep, or a drink here or there, or whatever. Yeah, but more than likely. We try to buy most of our stuff. We really we don't spend a lot of money when we're there. We, we Everything we do, yep. we spend for. Of course, there's going to be time. Like, I mean, our last trip to Disneyland, we ended up there for an extra day. We ended up paying for a hotel room for a night. Like, that yeah. was $300. This stuff happens. Like, I mean, I, I, like that we weren't budgeting that. for. But if you can, like, that kind of stuff happens. But then if that stuff happens, in addition to paying $1,000 a day oh, for yeah. food and yep. merchandise, like, you're going to be miserable when you hole. get back. You're in the hole. It, it so, stinks. And so don't do it. You're going to regret in the trip, but... You know what? Plan ahead. Budget yourself. This whole thing's about budgeting. You know, we haven't stressed that enough. Yeah. Doing Disney World on a budget means actually budgeting for everything. Think of everything you're going to have to pay for. The number one things is like that you don't think about is merchandise and food. And if you can work that in before you get there, you're going to have a much better time. Like You're almost better off doing both before you get there. Yeah. You you pay for the dining plan. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you pay for your merchandise before you go. Check Either out. by getting merchandise or by having those gift cards ready. Yes. And, and it's nice, too, because even yourself, like, you might be, like, just like I was saying for the kids, like, they need to know when their gift card runs out, they're done. We might need to know that. You might need to know that. You might need to be like, what? I've already spent $200 on random stuff, like, yep. T-shirts and magnets, and, yep. like, you don't need it, yep. you know? So, There's a lot of neat stuff there, and, you know, I mean, every time we're there, we see something new, and it's like, man, I'd like to get that, and then... I think back, you know, I bought three shirts from the Lost Bros. I really don't need to spend the money. I've got some really cool shirts I haven't got to wear yet. Yep. I'll stick it out. But, you know, if it's your once-in-a-lifetime trip... You might want to buy a T-shirt. You might want to buy a T-shirt there. Yep. But also, budget yourself. Have those gift cards ready to go. Have some have some money. A and piggy, have a piggy bank. Here's Get a, a little piggy bank with some change and just start saving. Here's a good tip for you, too. There's going to be a lot of t-shirts or a lot of things that you see throughout the trip. You might buy one and then regret that you didn't that you bought that one and not another one. So, 
I have a friend, Jenna. So shout out to Jenna. Hey, Jenna. Um, she, like, she'll see everything. But basically everything you see in the parks, like, I mean, it'll say park exclusive on it if this is not true. But pretty much everything you see at the park is also going to be at World of Disney at Disney Springs. Yep. So if you tell yourself, I'm not buying any souvenirs in the park because I want to make sure I pick my favorite, save a trip to Disney Springs for the last day or the last night or whatever, and and you can get that T-shirt that was your favorite of the whole trip. Like, you might not know it's your favorite till the very end. Like, you might have to decide, like, I don't need a shirt from every park, but which one did I like the best? Yeah, you most know? of the time the shirts and stuff are at the, the World of Disney. The shirts, there the are, cups, the... There are some, some things. I know Haunted Mansion that... Mercury. Yeah, that shop right there they has had some, some. They had some stuff there that the World of Disney did not have. But usually, it'll say like park exclusive on yeah. it if you can only get it in yeah. that store. So that's. Yeah. But otherwise, like, kind of hold off because some and your kids too. You can tell them like, is that the one you like, or do you want to wait and make sure that's the one you like? Because they'll be able to look at World of Disney. World of Disney's huge. I mean, it, like they have like pretty much everything that the parks have. So I mean, that's a good idea just to so that you don't kind of like spend um, on stuff that you might regret later. All right. Well, I feel like we gave a lot of different information there. Um, we might have got a little rambly. Sorry. We could talk about saving money all day because that's how we go on three trips a year. We try to save money when we go so that we can go again. Um, we kind of prefer to do trips on a budget instead of spend a lot of money to go once a year because we like to see different stuff every time. So Yeah, it's a great way to go more than once a year, too. Yeah. I mean, Or more than once in your life. Like if you're someone who yeah. you know wants to go every other year, every few years, like it, don't go and spend crazy amounts every time like be able to go more often it's kind of your own philosophy on that one but i'd rather go twice a year on on budget trips than go on one big giant one and Uh, yeah yeah i'd rather go a couple times yeah me too but that's that's what we like to do maybe that's not what you like to do but then this episode probably wasn't for you because this one was about budgeting so You can find our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and straight through our Buzzsprout feed. If you want to get in touch with us, check us out on Instagram at our dysfunctional fam or Facebook at our dysfunctional family. Both of those D-I-S, not D-Y-S, of course. If you want to contact the host directly with questions or requests, feel free to direct message us at either of the previously mentioned platforms or send us a personal email at email at our dysfunctional family.com. I think that's it. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys.